0: Chapter 18, verses 1 through 14 of Catina Aria, Commentary on the Four Gospels Collected Out of the Works of the Fathers. Gospel of St. John, Volume 2, by St. Thomas Aquinas. The Sleeper Box recording is in the public domain. Chapter 18, verses 1 through 2. When Jesus had spoken these words, he went forth with his disciples over the brook Kindron, where it was a garden, into which he entered and his disciples. And Judas also, which betrayed him, knew the place, for Jesus oftentimes resorted thither with his disciples. Augustine, the discourse which our Lord had with his disciples after supper, and the prayer which followed being now ended, the evangelist begins the account of his passion. When Jesus had spoken these words, he came forth with his disciples over the book Kidron, Where was a garden, into which he entered and his disciples? But this did not take place immediately after the prayer was ended. There was an interval containing some things, which John omits, but which are mentioned by the other evangelists. Augustine, a contention took place between them. Which of them was the greater, as Luke relates? He also said to Peter, as Luke adds in the same place, Behold, Satan hath desired to have you, that he might sift you as wheat, etc. And according to Matthew and Mark, they sang a hymn, and then went to Mount Olivet. Matthew lastly brings the two narratives together. Then went Jesus with his disciples to a place which is called Gethsemane. That is the place which John mentions here, where there was a garden, into the which he entered and his disciples. Augustine, when Jesus had spoken these words, shows that he did not enter before he had finished speaking. Persostom. But why does not John say, when he had prayed he entered? Because his prayer was a speaking for his disciples' sake. It is now night-time. He goes and crosses the brook, and hastens to the place which was known to the traitor, thus giving no trouble to those who were lying in wait for him, and showing his disciples that he went voluntarily to die. Alcune, over the brook Kidron, i.e. of cedars. This is the genitive in the Greek. He goes over the brook, i.e. drinks of the brook of his passion, where there was a garden, that the sin which was committed in a garden he might blot out in a garden. Paradise signifies garden of delights, Chrysostom, that it might not be thought that he went into a garden to hide himself, it is added, but Judas who betrayed him knew the place, for Jesus often resorted thither with his disciples. Augustine, there the wolf in sheep's clothing, permitted by the deep counsel of the master of the flock, to go among the sheep, learned in what way to disperse the flock, and ensnare the shepherd. Chrysostom, Jesus had often met and talked alone with his disciples there on essential doctrines, such as it was lawful for others to hear. He does this on mountains and in gardens, and to be out of reach of noise and tumult. Judas, whoever went there because Christ had often passed the night there in the open air. He would have gone to his house if he had thought he should find him sleeping there. Theophylact Judas knew that the feast time of our Lord was wont to teach his disciples high and mysterious doctrines, and that he taught in places like this, and as it was then a solemn season, he thought he would be found there teaching his disciples the things relating to the feast. Verses 3-9 through nine, Judas then, having received a band of men and officers from the chief priests and Pharisees, cometh thither with lanterns and torches and weapons. Jesus therefore, knowing all things that should come upon him, went forth and said unto them, Whom seek ye? They answered him, Jesus of Nazareth. Jesus saith unto them, I am he. And Judas also, which betrayed him, stood with them. As soon then as he said unto them, I am he, they went backward and fell to the ground. Then asked he them again, Whom seek ye? And they said, Jesus of Nazareth. Jesus answered, I have told you that I am he. If therefore ye seek me, let these go their way. That the saying might be fulfilled, which he spoke, of them which thou givest me, I have lost none. Gloss, the evangelist had shown how Judas had found out the place where Christ was. Now he relates how he went there. Judas then, having received a band of men and officers from the chief priests and Pharisees, Cometh thither with lanterns and torches and weapons. Augustine. It was a band not of Jews but of soldiers. Granted, we must understand by the governor with legal authority to take the criminal as he was considered and crush any opposition that might be made. Chrysostom. But how could they persuade the band? By hiring them. For being soldiers, they were ready to do anything for money. theophylact They carried torches and lanterns to guard against Christ escaping in the dark. Chrysostom. They had often sent elsewhere to take him, but had not been able, whence it is evident that he gave himself up voluntarily. As it follows, Jesus, therefore, knowing all things that should come upon him, went forth and said unto them, Whom seek ye? Theophylact. He asks not because he needed to know, for he knew all things that should come upon him, but because he was to show that though present they could not see or distinguish him. Jesus saith unto them, I am he, Chrysostom. He himself had blinded their eyes. For that darkness was not the reason is clear, because the evangelist says that they had lanterns. Though they had not lanterns, however, they should at least have recognized him by his voice. And if they did not know him, yet how was it that Judas, who had been with him constantly also, did not know him? And Judas also, which betrayed him, stood with them. Jesus did all this to show that they could not have taken him or even seen him when he was in the midst of them, had he not permitted it. Augustine. As soon then as he said unto them, I am he, they went backward. Where now is the band of soldiers? Where the terror and defensive arms? Without a blow, one word struck, drove back, prostrated a crowd, fierce with hatred, terrible with arms. For God was hid in the flesh, and the eternal day was so obscured by his human body, that he was sought for with lanterns and torches, to be slain in the darkness. What shall he do when he cometh to judge, who did thus when he was going to be judged? And now even at the present time Christ saith by the gospel, I am he, and an antichrist is expected by the jews to the end that they may go backward and fall to the ground because that forsaken heavenly they desire earthly things Gregory, why is this that the elect fall on their faces the reprobate backward because every one who falls backward sees not where he falls whereas he who falls forward sees where he falls The wicked, when they suffer loss in invisible things, are said to fall backward, because they do not see what is behind them. But the righteous, who of their own accord cast themselves down in temporal things, in order that they may rise in spiritual, fall as it were upon their faces, when, with fear and repentance, they humble themselves with their eyes open. Chrysostom. Lastly, lest any should say that he had encouraged the Jews to kill him, and delivering himself into their hands, he says everything that is possible to reclaim them. But when they persisted in their malice and showed themselves inexcusable, then he gave himself up into their hands. Then asked he them again, Whom seek ye? And they said, Jesus of Nazareth. Jesus answered, I have told you that I am he. Augustine, they had heard at the first, I am he, but had not understood it, because he who could do whatever he would willed not that they should. But had he never permitted himself to be taken by them, they would not have done instead what they came to do. But neither would he what he came to do. So now having shown his power to them, when they wished to take him and could not, he lets them seize him, that they might be unconscious agents of his will. If ye seek me let these go their way. Chrysostom, as if to say, though ye seek me, ye have nothing to do with these. Lo, I give myself up. Thus even to the last hour does he show his love for his own. Augustine, he commands his enemies that they should do what he commands. They permit them to go away whom he would not have perish. Chrysostom, the evangelist to show that it was not their design to do this, but that his power did it adds that the saying might be fulfilled which he spoke of them which thou hast given me have i lost none he had said this with reference not to the temporal but to eternal death the evangelist however understands the word temporal death also augustine but were the disciples never to die why then would he lose them even if they died because they did not yet believe in him in a saving way. Verses 10 and 11 Then Simon Peter, having a sword, drew it, and smote the high priest's servant, and cut off his right ear. The servant's name was Malchus. Then said Jesus unto Peter, Put up thy sword into the sheath. The cup which my father hath given me, shall I not drink it? Chrysostom Peter, trusting in these last words of our Lord's, and to what he had just done, assault those who came to take him. Then Simon Peter, having a sword, drew it, and smote the high priest's servant. But how commanded, as he had been, to have neither script nor two garments, had he a sword! Perhaps he had foreseen this occasion and provided one. Theophylact, Or he had got one for sacrificing the lamb, and carried away with him from the supper. Chrysostom but how could he who had been forbidden ever to strike on the cheek be a murderer because what he had been forbidden to do was to avenge himself but here he was not avenging himself but his master they were not however yet perfect afterwards ye shall see peter beaten with stripes and bearing it humbly and cut off his right ear this seems to show the impetuosity of the apostle That he was struck at the head itself. Augustine, the servant's name was Malchus. John is the only evangelist who mentions the servant's name, as Luke is the only one who mentions that our Lord touched the ear and healed him. Augustine, he wrought this miracle both to teach us that we ought to do good to those who suffer and to manifest his power. The evangelist gives the name that those who then read it might have the opportunity of inquiring into the truth of the account. And he mentions that he was the servant of the high priest, because in addition to the miracle of the cure itself, this shows that it was performed upon one of those who came to take him and who shortly after struck him on the face, Augustine. The name Malchus signifies about to reign. What then does the ear cut off for our Lord and healed by our Lord denote? But the abolition of the old and the creating of a new hearing in the newness of the Spirit, and not in the oldness of the letter. To whomsoever this is given, who can doubt that he will reign with Christ? But he was a servant too, hath reference to that oldness, which generated to bondage. The cure of figures liberty. Theophylact or the cutting off of the high priest's servant's right ear is a type of the people's deafness, of which the chief priests partook most strongly, the restoration of the ear, of ultimate re-enlightenment of the understanding of the Jews at the coming of Elias. Augustine, our Lord condemned Peter's act and forbid him proceeding further. Then said Jesus unto Peter, Put up thy sword into the sheath. He was about to be admonished to have patience, and this was written for our learning. Chrysostom. He not only restrained him, however, by threats, but consoled him also at the same time. The cup that my father giveth me, shall I not drink it? Whereby he shows that it was not by their power, but by his permission, that this had been done, and that he did not oppose God, but was obedient even unto death. Theophylact In that he calls it a cup, he shows how pleasing and acceptable death for the salvation of men was to him. Augustine, the cup being given him by the Father is the same with what the Apostle saith, who spared not his own Son, but delivered him up for us all. But the giver of this cup and the drinker of it are the same. As the same Apostle saith, Christ loved us and gave himself for us. Verses 12 through 14, then the band and the captain and officers of the Jews took Jesus and bowed him, and led him away to Annas first, for he was father-in-law to Caiaphas, which was the high priest that same year. Now Caiaphas was he which gave counsel to the Jews, that it was expedient that one man should die for the people. Theophilact, everything having been being done, that could be to dissuade the Jews and they, refusing to take warning, he suffered himself to be delivered into their hands. Then the band and the captain and officers of the Jews took Jesus. Augustine, they took him whom they did not draw nigh to, nor understand that which is written in the Psalms. Draw nigh unto him, and be lightened. For had they thus drawn nigh to him, they would have taken him, not to kill him, but to be in their hearts. But now that they take him in the way they do, they go backward. It follows and bound him, him by whom they ought to have wished to be loosed. And perhaps there was among them some who afterwards delivered by him exclaimed, Thou hast broken my chains asunder. But after that they had bound Jesus. It then appears most clearly that Judas had betrayed him, not for a good but a most wicked purpose and led him away to Annas first. Chrysostom, in exultation to show what they had done, as if they were raising a trophy. Augustine, why they did so, he tells us immediately after, for he was father-in-law to Caiaphas, which was the high priest that same year. Matthew, in order to shorten the narrative, says that he was led to Caiaphas, because he was led to Annas first, as being the father-in-law of Caiaphas, so that we may understand that Annas wished to act Caiaphas's part, Bede, in order that while our Lord was condemned by his colleague, he might not be guiltless, though his crime was less, or perhaps his house lay in the way, and they were obligated to pass by it, or it was the design of providence, that they who were allied in blood should be associated in guilt, that caiaphas however was high priest for that year sounds contrary to the law which ordained that there be only one high priest and made the office hereditary but the pontificate had now been abandoned to ambitious men alcune josephus relates that this caiaphas bought the high priesthood for this year no wonder then if a wicked high priest judged wickedly a man who was advanced to the priesthood by avarice keep himself there by injustice. Chrysostom, that no one, however, might be disturbed at the sound of the chains. The evangelist reminds them of the prophecy that his death would be the salvation of the world. Now Caiaphas was he which gave counsel to the Jews, that it was expedient that one man should die for the people. Such is the overpowering force of truth, that even its enemies echo it. End of chapter 18, verses 1 through 14.